0: hey everyone how you doing hey hey donnie spiker
1: hey guys how's everyone doing
0: all right great greg Hectus. damn my phone just went off as you were talking there hey guys and this one says beach bum david hall
2: that's right that's right
0: bentoni Groves. hey evening gentlemen On the show today, we will have a NASCAR up-and-comer show us the way around Atlanta Motor Speedway. There's more goodies coming from the Peachtree 3 charity race, and we'll look at the Simrig most likely to induce vomiting.
3: And remember, you can follow along with us on your PC or mobile device in real time as you listen to the show and see for yourself all these great topics. We'll discuss by visiting iRacersLounge.com and selecting show notes.
0: So let's see you there. SimCoaches offers the realistic sim racing equipment you need to win more races online. It is designed for real racers. Hydraulic construction makes them feel just like the real thing. High-quality construction, 100% leak-proof, and lifetime warranty are the key features with these pedals. And they look absolutely amazing. Check out SimCoaches.com and use the coupon code iRacersLounge to get 10% off your purchase. Simcoaches.com is your ticket to feel like you actually sit behind the wheel of a car, drive harder, and stay on the limit longer.
2: opening up the topics we have the iRacing June top 10 and the theme of this top 10 really seemed to be buzzer beater finishes basically like photo finishes almost every one of them was something along those lines
0: I noticed um an old one there these weren't all new um there was the Lotus 49 uh clipping the curb and doing kind of a you know a sideways catch and 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 save it and keep on going. But we saw that maybe two, three months ago.
2: They may have just now gotten a hold of it or kept it in the queue or something, man. Because I remember covering that. Um Recycled it, yeah. I, I don't think it's been on the top ten though. I think it just got its own attention. Ha. Did you guys see any others that you wanted to, to mention?
1: I really like the the pack of five, the legend indie cars at Phoenix. Makes me want to drive them.
0: Oh yeah, that was cool.
1: I think they were three wide at the finish line.
2: Was that Phoenix or Michigan?
1: This old one's Phoenix. Phoenix. Yeah, old Phoenix.
2: Okay, there was one in Michigan as well, that was really tight. In fact, that one and, I think, I th- or there was also one at Indy that I think was the was actually from the Pacific Major's
0: League. And the last one was the MX fives. Um, three wide uh for the finish so yeah lots of good cool uh you know close racing
1: yeah i enjoy watching the mx5s on the in real life for the imsa, IMSA series do they race like that if you race around daytona is it going to be that close drafting matter that much with those cars
0: yeah, i think so very, you're not going to get away
2: they're very low horsepower and and they're you know boxy so yep speaking of speaking uh, close pack racing um we've been in Atlanta this week, right? And Raja has taken a trip to Atlanta, Mike.
0: Raja Karuth uh gives us a tour around the Atlanta Motor Speedway with a few of his iRacing buddies. And it's from Fox, uh NASCAR on Fox. Uh it's on their Twitter handle and they've recruited him to obviously uh do this video and uh, he does some voiceover uh as he's racing, uh, you know, with a few people talking about the new track and, uh, you know, how, how it's working.
4: Yeah.
1: Yeah. It was a great video to see. Just watch him explain how the new track's going to work the out of bounds rule, but watching this, this would have been a really fun video to watch prior to even joining the SIM it gives some insight on on iRacing in general, as well as a new track, but be a good video for anybody to that's thinking about joining iRacing and building a, a rig.
2: He also talked a little bit about uh, plate race tactics, right?
0: Yeah, I was kind of stopped at his hardware, and I don't think this is his rig. I would be surprised if it is. I mean, the trip there's triples, but they're far, far away from the wheel. And uh, he's got a Thrustmaster wheel that he's using. Uh, the seat is kind of a race seat, though. Uh, you can't really see what else he's got.
1: Yeah, this has got to be the studio. When we had this last week, it was in his bedroom, and I believe—I don't know what the steering wheel was, or the wheelbase—but I think this is their Fox studio.
2: All right, Tony. It looks like we've got an update from Mick Claridge on his world tour. Yeah, yeah, he's—he's uh,
4: he's a fellow riding his bike around the world, and uh, well, he's—he listens. Heard uh, we mentioned him in a story and sent us a. Uh, sent us a message back. He says, uh, hi guys. It was so cool to get a mention on your show, but I got to clear one thing. I'm not a 15 time world champion on iRacing. I'm 15 time Grand Prix legends champion. Big, big difference. I'm not a pro driver at any stretch of the imagination. Those pros in the WDC are different level. Anyway, like I say, it was great to get a mention about the ride and whoever it was who said they'll buy me a beer in Phoenix consider that a given i never pass up a beer well i think mike uh i owe somebody a beer
0: there i'm ready bring it over uh listen i'll just interrupt your uh your reading here tony for a second since he mentioned me yes when you get to phoenix uh hit me up and uh i will buy you a beer and dinner and uh and i'd love to hear some of your tales on the road
2: and if you haven't planned your uh your us trip yet come through arkansas as well
3: yeah um mick said that uh if you follow him on his discord channel which which i am um you can you can post uh your name and where you live and he'll he'll uh, try to meet up with you if if you're on there and by the way uh being a Grand Prix Legends champion is nothing to sneeze at. That that was like that's one of the most diabolically difficult cars to drive anywhere in any sim I've been in. So uh, yeah, that I wouldn't downplay downplay a fifteen time Grand Prix Legends champion by any means. So uh, that, that's still pretty good, uh, pretty some serious uh, uh, accomplishments there. So uh, I'm gonna put my name on there and see if he wants if he's coming anywhere near the Southern Pennsylvania Maryland. Border type area, um and you know, I I do a lot, of, a good bit of biking on my own. Maybe maybe we can uh, knock out some miles together.
1: Yeah, I butchered his post a couple of weeks ago, so I'm glad he's listening. I'm glad he responded and clarified some things for us. Uh, so I hope he continues to listen and continue to update us, uh reaching out to Mike. Uh, But yeah, if he's uh, in California and he's either coming out via I-40 or I-10, I live right directly in the middle of both of them. So whichever direction he comes from.
4: He says uh, uh, the ride's progressing nicely and he's already met 10 or so iRacers on his travels through Europe. He's in Turkey at the moment and heading east into Central Asia. And the next guy to me is in Singapore. So thanks for mentioning the ride, and if you guys would like to meet up, just put your names down on my Discord page, like you had mentioned, Brian, and I'll add you to the list. The list is getting pretty full now, as I think I've got about 70 guys to meet. Thanks again, Mick Claridge.
0: Oh, cool. I mean, he's got a purpose. I mean, it's like I'm I'm going to this place to see this guy, you know, <laughs> and uh, it, you it know, gives him a, a purpose, a place to go, a, a path. Uh, very cool, Mick. It's so cool to hear about. Um, you know, especially, you know, going through Europe and Asia and boy, that sounds very exciting.
2: I'm curious what his logistics are. Does he have a chase car carrying all his luggage or, or is he just kind of cha- bringing one change of clothes?
0: Carry what you got, right? So I'm going to go back. at was it two weeks ago, Donnie, and look at the iRacersLounge.com page to find that discord link because I forgot to click on it and uh, put my name in. So I need to remember to do that.
2: All right. Speaking of Donnie, Donnie looks like uh, we got an iRacer or an iRacing producer that's going mod racing.
1: Yes. Kevin, I, I know Rally is an iRacing producer, but still finds time to race in the modified series. Racing America tweeted out a quote of his. It's one of my favorite tracks to race at. It's always fun to go up there. they, pack the place so it looks like he's racing at
2: w- wise cassette raceway anybody know where that's at i bet you if uh adam was on here he would know that's kind of his nick of the woods
1: yeah so it looks good he's got an iRacing paint scheme actually the paint scheme looks really nice on this modified so hopefully we could follow this up as well and see how he's doing do we know what produce what, what he produces for iRacing? racing
0: I think he's a scanner. He does the scanning and stuff like that, I think.
2: Well, when, once they're called producer, that's, that's also kind of an executive position, right? They, they don't, they're managing everybody else that's doing work as well.
0: So I looked up the track. It's a 3-8-mile banked oval in Maine. So yeah, Adam would certainly know about it.
2: Yeah, the Northeast, yeah, the northeast is northeast- modified territory
3: you guys have been listening to uh, Door Bumper Clear, those guys love the modified races. They, they think they put on some of the best races there is. So uh, so that's a, it's a cool series to be part of.
2: What tracks do they race at?
1: Well, New Hampshire this weekend.
2: More, more generally, what tracks do they race at?
0: Well, like Brian said, everything in the Northeast.
2: Or, or yeah. more specifically, short tracks. Yeah, more short tracks. Uh,
3: nothing super long from what i've seen but um but yeah uh, they do, do do a combination of track all over the place uh different sizes but more more on the short side i think
2: yeah that's uh, that's definitely a good piece of what makes it better
0: i uh, love that paint
2: yeah it is a nice paint uh something that does make your car better is not using the auto clutch right and uh, I, I got a chance to actually watch this video while I was, was sitting out at the beach earlier. Uh, Dave Cam tested the Audi GTE car, and he, he doesn't normally, but for some reason he had been running around with Auto Clutch. And so he did a series of tests in this YouTube video and, and clearly showed that it makes about a, a second and a half difference even just in a single straightaway at Le Mans. Uh, he did the classic track where there's no chicanes on that big, long front stretch. Uh, but but it definitely makes a difference whether you clutch yourself or have it on auto clutch. And I actually remember being told about this back when I first started trying out the Mazdas. Um, they said it was really important not to use auto clutch in the Mazda because it will, the computer will just never shift as fast as you can.
0: It's not just auto clutch, but auto blip. Uh, he tests that as well. Uh, what's the third one there's three or four options there in the driver aids but he goes through all of them and he basically the conclusion was having none on is faster if you use blip you're giving up a ton of time
2: the uh, only one that didn't change anything is the anti-stall clutch that just keeps the car from stalling out when you're when you wreck or spin
1: right yeah auto shift was terrible um, auto clutch. I was a little surprised. I think he was a second off, like you guys mentioned. So I'm curious if that's why I'm terrible at restarts. So I'm going to have to get that off. I put that on in the beginning and I got lazy and I never took it off. So looks like I'll be practicing with it off now.
0: So I saw this video and I realized I've been running blip forever for, for many, many years. Just because I'm lazy, I guess. And that's what I got used to. But after seeing the, you know, the math and the results, you know, on this video, I turned it off. And so for the last several races, um, in the last few days, I've been running with it off. Um, I turned them all off. And so I have gotten to a point where I spun a car and, and killed it because I didn't put the clutch in. And, and so it's really given me some training to use the clutch when I usually don't. and so. I'm gonna embrace it. I'm gonna go for it, and I'm not gonna run the blip anymore.
3: Well, uh, we're we're running a simulation here. I guess the you want to try to get it as close as possible to the real thing if you want it to be a true simulation. Um, you know, obviously, there's some hardware problems that people might not might have to use some of these uh, um, um, helps these uh, aids, but um, yeah. I feel like you should try to get it as close to the real thing as you can. There might be a lot bigger learning curve to, to get good at it, but you know, that's what you want to do. You want to get good at it.
1: You're right. I run a traditional H pattern. So a uh, shame on me for auto clutching it for this long.
2: I quit using the H pattern because fanatic.
1: That's the one I have. I sent it back once, but, uh, I know better now what's inside so I can swap the parts out as needed. But, um, but yeah, hopefully that's a change pretty soon.
0: Oh. No, Donnie, just wait till it costs you a win or something, and then you'll just, you know, do what David did and do away with it.
2: I mean, I mostly only run the A car anyway, so I just I just leave it in sequential form.
1: That was my problem with it was uh, sequential wouldn't work when I when I got it, so the inside switch went bad and um, had to go through the process. But so far so good since I got it back
2: no a lot of the older models had had a uh, major problem with with the the hall effect center just not working right and throwing you into first gear instead of third that's really irritating and restarts
0: so i'll throw it out there to everybody i mean i'm going to challenge you turn off the blip uh the auto blip and try it and uh see if dave cam's right i mean his uh video is pretty convincing i mean you you can watch him drive it the lap you know you can see the his inputs you can see him doing it and uh, and he's not screwing it up and, and uh, the results speak for themselves.
2: You can hear it as well. You can hear when he's upshifting with auto clutch on, just how long it takes to uh, to shift compared to when you use the clutch manually.
0: Right, you can just perceive that difference. It's probably only milliseconds, right? but the human ear can still perceive that difference and uh and milliseconds is a lot in racing right
2: uh it sounded more like a, it would take half to a to a full second to shift with the auto shift with the auto clutch oh. it, it took a long time um and most of the gtes anyway are they're basically the way those transmissions work you don't have to use an h pattern or clutch you just you just, you know, they're, they auto-slam, they slam-shift, basically, you don't even have to let off the throttle. I don't know if that was a specific feature just with that Audi, but I know that, I know the old Audi, uh, worked with pedals without any aids on, so... Next thing we've got, though, is the Season 4 schedules. Tyler Huston has posted in the forums that if the community wants to, su- to submit the 2024, or no, 2022 Season 4 track schedules, and the length of races, they need to do so by Tuesday, August the 2nd. The on- only the schedules submitted with the template provided are going to be considered. Only use community-based schedules, please. No individual requests. And we have several of the links for you to go Get those forms, templates,
0: yeah, we just got a sampling four of them uh, there was probably I don't know thirty or forty different posts because of all the different series and uh but yeah, they're looking for everyone to get involved, but you know, August second, not too far away, so
1: yeah, I usually follow this throughout the year, so for this season, I'll be looking for the super lates. I don't think I have to buy anything, but I usually like to see what everybody throws in there to anticipate if I do have to buy something.
2: So Brian, have you, uh, do you feel more back to center now that you're back home instead of out traveling?
3: Uh, I'd still rather be traveling, but i um, home anyway. But um, what is off center is, uh, is this. Uh, uh, this uh, gentleman, uh, Steph Gorgo, posted in the forums that since the last update, his cockpit, cockpit view is off center and actually looks a little bit diagonally to the left of the car. So uh, a a staffer, Nicholas Bailey, he uh, he actually replied to him that uh, he got the same issue, but uh, only when the FSR is enabled. So it's something that iRacing is actively investigating to try to figure out what's going on.
1: Would this be a single monitor issue?
3: No, it it was. Um, I think it worked. It happened uh, in all three, and some of the uh, forum threads that I saw. You know, it's just in the in the ones uh, if you're on triples. Um, it's given you on the on the monitor to your left because it's diagonally to the left. It's showing even further like behind behind the car, so it's 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 affecting triple monitors as well.
0: So I think this happened to me, and that's why I found this. Um, I got into a race and when I got into the car on the grid, the way it looked on screen was as if I did the button where you look to the left, you know how yeah, you have the button look to the left, look to the right. It was as if I was holding down the look to the left, but I wasn't holding any button down. So I immediately assumed that I have a button stuck or I have something on the keyboard holding it down or I have no idea and so you know I only got a, a, a minute to grid or something so I jump out of the car I go back in and it's fun but it freaked me out for sure and apparently I mean these screenshots that they show though it looks like uh it's only twisting to the left a little what I saw was my head was totally turned to the left and I was looking out the left window basically
2: that's a good recipe for motion sickness to anybody
0: at for a for a moment, I was contemplating racing in that manner because I wasn't sure if I could fix it. And I was like, "Okay, I'm gonna have to look at the 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 right side monitor would be down the track, so I would have to turn my head to the right, and my steering wheel would be over here in front of me, and I would be racing. It would be really weird."
3: Yeah, that's actually one of the comments in the thread was somebody's who made wanted him to make sure he wasn't hitting that button where you look to the left, but um, he he assured him it was not that problem as you, as you decide described to Mike.
0: Now the workaround, I wasn't real happy with because I want to run my triples in full screen. I, I, I run windowed mode, full screen, uh, which is like the, honestly the best way to do it. I don't, I, you know, I challenge you to think, uh, another way is better, but yeah, that's the way it goes, and I don't want to turn that off.
2: <laughs> well Tony, I know you like a fifth of certain things, but what do you think of this fifth to first?
4: That's some uh, pretty slick moves by uh Nick's uh Sudik drove his indycar car from fifth to first um in the IndyCar series at Michigan and he's <laughs> he's moving and and the moves that he's putting on are pretty damn good ones.
2: Yeah, this is the one that, that that I got confused with on the top 10. This was the IndyCar race, and I'm pretty sure I heard him say Challenger, and I see a lot of similar paint schemes, like it's a, a certain team, Kinetic Racing, which is the dominant team in that league. So I'm pretty sure this was their race this year, their Indy 500.
0: Well, at the end there, I mean, he, he gets a run, and he takes it down to the bottom going into three and four, and just does the old slide job up in front of him, and... uh of course, down to the apron to take the checker.
2: They definitely should send that one in for the next top five or top 10.:
1: It was good, all clean passes and everything.:
2: Well, you don't want to bump uh, fenders. Oh wait, you don't have fenders in an IndyCar car race, right?
1: They got something in front of the rear wheels. I don't know if it's a fender, but some kind of bodywork.
2: All right, Brian, you've been keeping up with the off-road uh, world championship? Yeah, uh,
3: last night, uh, Wednesday night that is, was round four of the iRacing World Championships. They were racing at Bark River, and uh, the winners on the two uh, respective features were Cam Pedersen and Josh Fox. So, um, congratulations to those guys again this is a really fun uh, series to watch these guys are really good you know it's cool to see these cars bouncing around throwing them, throw them mud all over the place and everything so it's it's a nice 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 series to watch um, and uh, uh, we'll check out the points after the fourth race of the season uh, it's uh, Keaton Swain he holds the uh, point lead. He's got 356 points, with Connor Bailey 11 points behind and second in points, and Felix Roy 47 points behind him. So, uh, round five is next week. They're going back to Wild West uh, track, and uh, yeah, like, like I said, when this originally started, these are all um, all these tracks are all these off off world off road tracks. They're not any of the uh, Uh, tracks you'll see in like the um, in the cars that do this the rally cars so uh, limited numbers of tracks uh, but and they're getting ready to hit the tracks for the second time around already after four weeks
2: now these are guys these guys are running the full dirt road tracks right not not the rally truck
3: tr- tracks. tracks exactly they're it's all road tra- it's all dirt it's none of the rally cross tracks like you see it like um you know I know Daytona has got one uh, uh iowa i think has one all those- all those guys um are not involved in the series these are strictly uh dirt off road truck tracks
1: yeah when I'd run these I only ran on those rally cross tracks and I didn't have fun. I didn't think it was a good match. I mean, some obviously guys are really good, but uh, I need to try it on these bigger tracks, these more purpose-built tracks for these trucks.
2: All right, keep the other series updates rolling. We got the Porsche Super Cup qualifying as well.
1: Yeah, the iRacing Tag Heuer Porsche Super Cup World Championship will begin July 23rd with 15 spots available in this in the service's top road racing series. The top road racers on iRacing can take their first step towards making the 2023 Porsche Tag Hewer Esports Supercut Grid beginning on July 23rd with the Porsche Tag Hewer Esports Supercut Qualifying Series. It's a six week series. Looks like um, July 23rd at Hockenheim, the 30th at Silverstone, August 6th at the Red Bull Ring, August 13th at Watkins Glen, August 20th will be at the Nürburgring and August 27th will be in Imola. Looks like all race sessions will open on Saturdays at 2:45 PM Eastern time.
3: So I guess the million dollar question is, uh, are any of the Coanda guys, uh, looking to return or are they out for good? Um, I don't know, you know, Josh Rogers obviously, uh, was not in it this year that, um, same with, um, uh Mitchell DeYoung so a lot of those top guys uh did not participate last season and i haven't heard if they're not coming back or again for this season or not
2: now are they just running r factor or are they running with that 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 uh software that bought the rights to the track in france
0: yeah motorsports yeah they were running with them i think in that le Mans series which was on r factor but didn't recently, wasn't that the team that picked up the Porsche sponsorship? Or was that a different team? I can't remember, but if it is, I would expect them to be back since this is the Porsche series. But isn't they got to race in, right?
2: Yeah, and isn't that motorsports team or the motorsport software kind of flopping in financial trouble and such?
0: Well, that's what we've heard. The CFO said they couldn't make it through the year.
2: Brian, this next one might, exact, might uh, excite you a little, being the guy that follows dirt the most.
3: Yeah, this is actually um, in reference to the World of Outlaws console game that's being produced in conjunction with iRacing. Um, they're actually going to be coming out with a dirt track at the Texas Motor Speedway for that. So um, this is kind of the first uh, first time I've heard that there's a track that's going to be in this game that's not on the iRacing service. So... Um, kind of makes you a little jealous that they're getting some content that iRacing isn't i don't know if it's because they don't go through all the rigmarole of of the scanning process uh and and uh so it's a little easier for them to import uh tracks into their their game their console game than it is to iRacing you know i certainly wouldn't want iRacing to lower their standards to get content that's that's not been um not been scanned properly but um yeah, so uh, that's that's uh, what's coming up. That's one of the uh, teasers for this new World of Outlaw game, so that they're going to have this Texas Motor Speedway dirt track.
2: Well, I wonder if it, if it opens the possibility to eventually be added to iRacing as well. Maybe it's just they've got to get it ready first for iRacing compared to the game.
0: Well, they're going to have a real event there to scan it, right? Correct. So they're maybe they're waiting for that. But the other thing I was thinking is, You know, maybe the World of Outlaw game needs an exclusive over iRacing, you know. If it just gets the same content that iRacing already has, you know, is it going to drive people to go buy it? Especially if they're already in iRacing. Let's say you're a dirt racer in iRacing, and they're trying to get you to get this game. If it has the same cars and tracks, is there any point to it? I mean uh and so to give it an exclusive you know that that could get some people to buy it that might not you know because it's a track that nobody's been on yet uh maybe it's like that and then maybe iRacing can add it later you know who knows
3: well one of the things that the the console could add to it is things that you don't see in iRacing, like a career mode, things like that, or a, you know, a leveling up system that you wouldn't necessarily see in iRacing, other than the licensing. But you know, a console tends to do things like that a little bit better than iRacing does, because iRacing has a different purpose to it. But um, but yeah, if if um, my my only thing is is that I, I just wouldn't want iRacing to bring tracks into the service that aren't that aren't detailed and scanned the way that they do you know that attention to detail is one of the things that separates iRacing from other games and other other simulators
1: yeah we're learning their scanning is getting hopefully easier for them but uh, I wonder if they get a victory lane before we do the console version I bet you they do I don't want to I don't win a lot but I want a victory lane
0: especially the indie where you go up the elevator. You know, that's pretty cool. There's a post in the forums about this where people are speculating just what we talked about. Is this, um, you know, going to be on iRacing, you know, monster who's putting out this game, you know, is owned by iRacing. So you would think so. And we haven't had any staff response in the, in the thread yet. Um, but I'm watching for it.
3: All right. And, uh, Sorry, Dave, I was just going to throw out there that that game is coming out in September. So uh, just a couple more months away that things will be ready to unroll.
2: Tony, please tell me you've watched this little uh, Instagram at Virginia International Raceway in this this next thing.
4: Oh, yeah, at least like six times. Uh, I Mike uh, put it up in the chat last night or the night before. And we've talked about this before. This is that uh, crazy... Uh, Mo- Monday Night Madness uh, put on by Daniel Morad um, where you got the the pro trucks just having uh, an insane race. Basically just drive to the end and however you get there you don't have to stay on track. You go off track, smash into everybody. Um, it's just absolute carnage. Let's throw up a little video uh, iRacing did on the official iRacing um, deal there and these these trucks are just flipping all over each other, and uh, just looks like they're having a blast.
1: Now, is this a oh, league it's or cool.
4: is,
1: is it a league or somebody's hosted session?
4: I believe I, this I is know. just a hosted race.
1: I'll have to mark it down. It does look like a lot of fun. Every time I see a video like this, I uh, enjoy it, but I always forget to think about it afterwards.
2: I still want want to do this again sometime. Our, my favorite. Goofball race we've ever done was when we took the roval and we took the state the trucks the or the pro four trucks as well as the radicals and and put them on a multi class race and you, you actually could run underneath the truck with the radical and and pass them underneath and the radical nice. and the truck would just keep going it wouldn't wreck the truck
4: yeah no this Drive is. This is the type of race that we need to, to do like on the, on the off weeks.
0: Yeah, agreed. This looks like fun. V-I-R with Pro 4 Trucks.
2: All right, this next one hits a little close to home. Um, Mike Nibon has tweeted that iRacing needs to scan Memphis Motor Park soon before it's too late. So, yeah, there's a lot of active tracks out there, but apparently, and this is the first I've actually heard of this, it's going away. Uh, Memphis Motorsports Park. I've driven on this track, and I I remember seeing a lot of races there back in the 2000s, especially uh, back when Keselowski's career was first getting started. So this is a fun track. They put on some good racing, and I would love to see it in iRacing because, yeah, this would basically count as my home track. It's only only about 90 miles from where I live.
1: Yeah, scan it. Why not? It actually looks pretty nice. Uh, So why is it going away? Are they going to build something here?
2: Uh, I, like I said, this is the first I've heard of it. My best guess is well, they, they haven't had any NASCAR events in quite a while and just not being able to stay afloat. That's just a guess, though. I'll see, if it, I'll see what I can find out next week when I get back home.
1: The Truck Series should be going to tracks like this, I believe.
2: They used to, they used. But the last few races that they had were in the middle of the summer heat uh, you know a July race almost kind of like at Nashville a July race where everybody was watching the race from underneath the stands because it was so hot and that's that's going to kill your attendance and then they I think the very last year they actually brought in lights for one race but I guess that was just too expensive and the truck series and, and the Xfinity series just quit going there
1: alright it makes sense those lights look portable I was going to I was going to ask what the, if the weather changes when it gets dark does it cool down
2: Well, it it does enough. You know, a 109-degree index is partially related to the sun beating down on you when you have no shade.
0: So how many of these tracks can Marcus Smith and Dale Jr. actually save? I mean, they got it done with North Wilkboro, and, you know, that was a miracle that that happened. But, you know, Memphis Motorsports Park, pikes peak raceway memphis is not
2: going to have the same same uh nostalgia as north that's that's but there's a bunch of of them
0: there's a dozen of these uh or more tracks around the usa as nick talks about that are unique ovals um that are just wasting away i mean i went to denver a few weeks ago to uh, see some family and uh, on the way i drove by pikes peak raceway Uh, what a shame that's such a cool track and it's just sitting there dormant I mean it's literally not in use
2: well hopefully they can at least get it scanned so that we can at least still run it in the virtual world but I I don't think they can save them all the same way they did North Wilkesboro because how many how many fans out there were constantly clamoring for bringing that track back compared I, I haven't heard anybody say other than me because I live there bring back Memphis
0: well, I bet location. Yeah, North Wilkesboro, they had a, they had a dedicated uh, group of people trying to bring it back, didn't they? I was on their Facebook group.
1: Yeah, I bet location plays a big because I can see if this would be in Memphis, this land's probably worth a lot to somebody. I'm going to guess commercial uh, properties and maybe not as much in North Wilkesboro, but...
3: Yeah, Danny, that's exactly where I was going to go. Um, you know, that, that track in North Worksboro was just going to sit there dormant for years. But, um, you know, Nashville's a an exploding market, and, uh, you know, the land is going to be more and more valuable, and they're not just going to let something sit there for years and years for you to guys come back 10 years later to scan it um, after it's been dormant that long. It's just not going to exist.
2: Well, it's not Nashville. It's Memphis, which is not quite as exploding I'm sorry. As, as Nashville. I'm sorry. Um, it's, it's known as a little bit less safe city, more along the lines of Chicago than Nashville is. All right, Mike, what about, uh, Knauss and, uh, Odinger teaming up?
0: Yeah. So they're talking about the peach tree three, iRacing racing event. And I was just looking to see if I think it's going on as we, speak or maybe it starts in 30 minutes from now i think it starts 30 minutes from now it hasn't actually started Uh, but nick ottinger chad canals uh, and steve myers from iracing they're going to run a car together and uh and they've been kind of pushing for donations at least steve myers has on the twitter and he basically said everybody who donates to the the cause and on Twitter shows me a receipt for it, is entered into the contest, and I will pick a winner, and that winner will get a what he calls a premium iRacing membership. And if you're already a member, it would be a $2,200 in iRacing credits.
3: So it's a VIP membership. So I'm assuming you get, like, all the tracks and all the cars all at one shot
0: that's right yeah so if it's a new account they just give you all the stuff all at once um but if you already have the stuff they just give you the the, you know the credits to be able to buy everything
2: well i wonder if you could actually use it to create a second account right because i almost want to do that instead of having it put on my account that already has half the cars and tracks though the other thing you could spend all the money on is a lot of hilariously fun hosted races
0: so he picked a winner. Uh, it was Corey Saucier and he, uh, donated up. What was it? 50 bucks. I can't really see. And he won, uh, the, the big prize.
1: Yeah, it looks nice. Uh, when he tweeted that out and it looks like as of, uh, yesterday, about 20 hours ago, they got up to 5,000 based on his, uh, his tweet to get people going.
0: Okay. So here's the start time. and actually, that's the next story. Um, they're going to be on the front page of Twitch. Greg West has somehow arranged this. And uh, so they've moved the race up, and it starts at 4.30 p.m. Eastern, which is right now. Oh, no, no, that's not right. Yeah, 7.30 p.m. Eastern, which is right now. So uh, it's about to start, but uh, you can see it on the front page of Twitch, apparently.
2: That's good. That should be, uh, bring in some, some additional exposure for iRacing in the in the wider gaming market i actually have that half of my stream watchers are just people who who randomly find it and and ask about iRacing that don't even play iRacing it's it's pretty odd
0: actually so i just went to twitch.tv i don't see it yet but maybe it's too soon
3: so I, rem- I remember this race last year. You know, during the race, people were donating big bucks for for, um, for sneak peek content stuff. You know, they they would let go a couple of secrets. You know, during the race, if you if you made a big enough donation, and uh, I remember last year we got some uh, we got some information that wasn't yet uh, publicly made available. So I'm hoping I'm hoping after this race we have some some cool stuff to talk about next week that's going to be coming up in iRacing.
0: Yeah, you're right. Uh Steve Myers indicated that Greg Hill did have some juicy tidbits um that he would show during the race. So, uh we're either going to talk about those later on on this show or next show. Uh, but I'm I'm certainly watching for it.
2: Listen up. There's a new set of pedals entering the market and they look promising. Simcoaches is finally releasing a set of load cell pedals. They've taken their years of knowledge building pedals and created a set of load cell pedals at an affordable cost. No longer worry about not being able to fill the car under your feet or wondering where the limit is. Have confidence as you enter corners and know the car is going to stick. There's no higher quality pedals on the market. They're even offering their lifetime warranty with the pedals. Take the leap and upgrade to SimCoaches today. Go to SimCoaches.com to pre-order your set of load cell pedals and save big when you do. Use promo code Lounge. You won't regret it.
0: All right, let's go into housekeeping. Leave us a review, a review of your favorite... Let me start over on that. Leave us a review on your favorite podcast platform to make it easier for more listeners to find the podcast. Mention us to your fellow drivers so they don't miss out. We do appreciate it. Get involved in our Discord channel. Uh, We got a lot of stuff going on there. And don't forget the website iRacersLounge.com. We're also on the Performance Motorsports Network.
2: All right, Brian, the first thing we have in hardware software is a Cubic System QS220 review from Sim Racing Garage.
3: Yeah, we do. Uh, before we do that, uh, let's take a look at uh, fantasy since Tony's here to, to expel on uh, the fantasy season. Ah, that's
2: my bad. I'm not in my normal setup here. That's that's going to be my excuse here. And I'm not editing it out because also I'm not in my normal setup here. So y'all get to hear one of our live screw ups.
4: Hey, that's all right. The way that I uh, do this fantasy thing, I'd rather just kind of skip right over it anyways. But uh, we we got a whole bunch of people that actually did do good. Um, And uh, last year's uh, champion, Rez Dog, uh, showed up in proper form uh, this week at Atlanta. He came in uh, second place and Ray J uh, took the top spot. I also want to look there for Smiling Ninja coming up in uh, third place, and I know that's uh, a rare showing for her this year. She seems to be having the same, a lot of the same issues that I have been having, um, and it looks like Bobby Jonas was able to make the top ten, and that that's it from uh, Team to Uh Greg was able to grab a few points but man he's way back there in 15th and the rest of us suckers we're we're off the page i don't even know where the heck we were
1: yeah this this week was going to be just a toss-up i put a lot of guys in that i didn't pick i did take a recce spin house, but uh he, he again he failed me at the end
4: i got burnt by him too um i didn't even get to uh I didn't get to see this race at all. I missed the whole thing. I was gone for the day. I was able to make changes, uh, just before the, um, end of the second stage. But, uh, yeah, for, for me, it, d- it didn't really matter, but it, it sounds like, you know, I, I missed a, a pretty good race, actually, at least the, the, uh, a pretty good ending to the race. Uh, I really would have like to see Corey LaJoy up there, uh, you know, leading the race and, uh, you know, showing his face up front.
1: It seems like the broadcast and the non-driving portion of the industry loves this race, loves the racetrack, loves what they did to it. Do the owners get compensated enough to take their cars to these plate races?
4: <laughs> I imagine it's got to be worked under the budget somewhere. <laughs> Cost of doing business, can you say?
2: Well, you know, when we're drivers, we kind of hate it, but then... You just listen to Junior, who switched over from driving to... I mean, he was great at plate racing anyway, but still, they don't like... A lot of them, when they become broadcasters, like, oh, well, I like the the, the lottery effect of it now, because it adds excitement. So, um, I don't... You know, that's a good question, and they probably deserve a little bit of uh, compensation for all their wrecks, but... Because now they're getting six. got to take
1: their cars to six races throughout the year. That's a potential six totaled cars.
2: They got to redo the
0: TV contract soon, right?
2: Yeah. They got to redo that. There is a possibility that Atlanta will still wear some, even with that configuration that it'll, that it won't always function like a perfect uh, plate
0: track. Good point.
1: Yeah. Up the horsepower on them. Hopefully some more wear run that in the summertime. So it's greasy for them and hopefully less Let's pack it up.
2: But that's what NASCAR wants, is that plate race. That's exactly what they want. That's what they were trying to get with the Gen 6 car and just didn't manage it. Now they've found it. So, I mean, they're going to probably try to do more of this. And I think we have enough of it already.
0: So the points, it's louder, racing, leading. Greg Hectus by almost 80 points. Uh, So extending that lead. And then Greg is about to fall uh, to third, fourth, and fifth, who are chomping right behind him in points. So uh, we got a good battle for second, uh, Bruin. Yeah, that's
4: a pretty that's a, that's a really tight battle right there. That's going to get super interesting over the next couple of races to see how these guys um, shape up and and how how the dust will settle. Uh, definitely something to, to kind of tune in for to, to keep keep on these uh, on this fantasy stuff there. This is where it gets exciting.
1: I heard somebody mentioned last week that the points will reset. What does that mean? Does everybody get to reset? or are only going to select a few guys to continue on
4: the way that uh, they've done this in the past. Yeah. Everybody that's, that's ran um, all, all the points reset. Um, Your are uh, the driver uses reset and um, the, the, Rules package changes just a little bit. Um, I believe it's. I think you get. You can run each guy five times. Um. Yeah, and then that—that's for the the remainder of the playoffs.
2: Will this computer run iRacing? Not now. Okay, for reals this time, we're starting hardware software. So Brian, we got the Cubic System QS220 rear view.
3: Yeah, this is uh, brought to us by uh, Barry Rowland over there at the Sim Racing Garage. It's the Cubic Systems uh, QS220. It's a uh, four actuator motion system. Um, it's a it's pretty much a plug and play uh, motion system where you just uh, get the four actuators and the two controllers, and it has its own software that uh, lets you fine tune it. And uh, yeah, it's a, it's 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 made by a. This, this company is actually owned by a company called Motion Systems. So if you've never heard of Cubic System, you, um, Motion System is actually a company that's been around a long time that makes um, um or commercial grade motion systems for, uh, for all kinds of different applications. So this is a company that has a, a long history uh, and, and a well-established history in, in motion systems. So, um, so he, was not, uh, he was not surprised with that to find that the construction was really well made, all the circuitry was, was well, well thought out and well, well placed. Um, the performance of it, he was very happy with, um, you know, it's uh, it's like I said, it's a four, a four actuator system, um, performed really well. But the thing that he, he, uh, he held against it. And I did too, when I first wa- watched the beginning of this video and he didn't mention it till to the end is the uh, mounting brackets are sold separately, which is, um, they're like $68 a pop. So, you know, you buy this whole system and then you have to add on, Two hundred and forty bucks plus to get the m- mounting brackets that actually mount it to your uh, rig, and it's 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 made to go on any kind of uh, eighty twenty or uh, or other types of profile systems, so it uh, works with any type of profile rig. Uh, but you know, it just seems weird that they wouldn't add that to it. Uh, and if, if you didn't know that beforehand, you, you're waiting for waiting for this thing to arrive, and you got no way to mount it to your rig, you might might be a little upset. But um, performance-wise, it's very solid.
2: Yeah, that was pretty much his only complaint. Um, I thought it was interesting watching. I got to to watch the the driving. I just watched the driving section in the summary. And in the driving section, he he mentioned how if you were, if you're watching the video, it seems like the the response is behind, but but he said that when you're sitting in the car it feels like the timing is right so that's probably the case in other rigs too so you might want to be be aware of that when you're watching videos of and trying to see if there's a lag or not in that because he said it didn't doesn't feel like there's a lag when you're actually in the seat
1: so i watched up to him driving i missed the summary part Uh, did he mention a price throughout that
0: i looked it up it's not cheap
3: Correct. It's uh 3,700 euros, between 3,700 and 7,250 euros. I, and I imagine that has to do with whether you get the, the two sets or the four sets of actuators. And again, that doesn't include the $250 you're going to spend on the mounting brackets.
0: So the four, that translates to $7,200. Does
1: that include both boxes, both control boxes?
3: Yes. Yeah. Yeah. You come. It comes no in map. a package with the control boxes and and two of the actuators.
1: In my mind, I think I'm going to spend between seven to ten grand whenever I make the the jump. Or if there's something I can build myself, who knows? But so it's hitting in that target range, I guess.
0: Well, what you do is you start with this rig like we have on this next story, and then you add the motion to it.
1: Yeah, so Six Sigma Sim Racing is holding a twenty-five percent off one-year anniversary sale, and so I'm cruising their site. Looks like everything is twenty-five. I see some stuff that's twenty-seven percent off. That's uh, Six Sigma Sim Question for you guys: Do you guys all have uh, purpose-built rigs?
0: Well, mine's Sim Labs P One X. So I'm looking at the,
1: the one that's pictured in the on our little sheet here. Is twenty five percent off and on sale for six hundred. Does that seem like a normal price for that?
0: It's not bad. I mean, uh, they're they're a little bit better. One is normally a thousand, but on sale for seven fifty. Um, it doesn't include the seat. It's got a pedal tray. It's got the uprights and crossbar. It's got a place to put the seat. It's got a a floor panel, which is kind of unique to this rig. Um, but it doesn't have the the crossbar for a shifter or a mouse or a keyboard tray or anything like that, or any kind of monitors at all. So $750, I, I mean, I don't know. I guess that's not, not horrible.
1: Yeah, it looks like most everything is 25%, 26, 27% off on their site. And I won't say most everything because you have, do have some licensed product on here that isn't uh, on sale. But it looks like most of their product that they make or they, they uh, assemble in houses on sale. When I uh, start designing and welding up my chassis, I'm going to, I usually don't, but I will this time. I'm going to start pricing everything out just to see what I'm just to see if I win. I don't know.
3: (laughs) Don't don't do it. Don't do it. (laughs) I I went to the, to the steel,
1: the steel yard this weekend. And um, I don't know. It's a challenge. I think I could do something for myself better than 800. I don't know.
2: Yeah, the only thing to consider in that is time is money, right?
1: I'm a weirdo and I have way too many hobbies and that's all I spend my time on, I guess. But yeah, time is money. But Unless it's fun.
2: Yeah, I was yeah, you beat me to the punch. I said if you have fun doing it, that time is is worth more money in in the math. Um how much money would you spend on this one? And uh, would you bring an airbag or a vomit bag with you?
1: Yeah, so my buddy sent me this the other day. Uh, a work buddy asked me if this is anything like my rig. Um, but it's the Macros Capsule. is a motion simulator rig with the ability to perform 360 barrel rolls. And I don't know. It looks a little crazy. I think he's playing a jet fighter simulator. And it's going completely barrel rolling 360 degrees. Uh, what do you guys think? Could you handle it?
2: Well, imagine if you flip the car and roll like eight times and then get stuck upside down.
1: Yeah, no thanks. That's pretty crazy.
3: Yeah, it's. you make sure you got... Good quality seatbelts for that one, and uh, the, the belts are uh, firmly uh, attached to the rig as well as the seat. If you notice in this picture in the videos, his his feet are uh, are taped or, or or velcroed to the pedals because I guess as he's moving around, his feet would be coming off the pedals because the uh, the movement is is so violent. And uh, it's yeah, I wouldn't be able to handle that one. I can guarantee you that. Maybe when I was 15 or something, but not now.
1: i'm surprised the monitor stays intact
0: i think you could drive in it but obviously it's much better for a flight simulator you know
2: all right mike let's throw this one this your way because you've been shopping for recently shopping for a formula wheel the next thing we have is the cube controls comparison
0: yeah this is my wheel so um it's a comparison between the new one and the old one so um because cube controls initially released the formula pro and i think it was lando norris who made it famous on his twitch channel um and that's how at least the company became known to me uh, was through lando but anyway um since then you know last fall they they updated and released the new version the f pro and that's the one that i purchased and um this is a great video if you're interested in looking at the differences between these wheels. Maybe you have the old one, and you're debating, should I get the new one? If you're in that, in that scenario, this is the video for you, because it basically has them side by side. He does an in-depth comparison about what the differences are, You know what's better, what's worse, that kind of thing. And uh, it's pretty cool. Uh, you know, I, I I always enjoy looking at videos of my wheel because, you know, I'm just in awe of it. I I have so much fun racing with it. The buttons are clean and crisp and tight. And, and then when you look at it, especially in the dark with all the lights going, you know, it's great. I love it.
1: So you run this, this wheel?
0: Yes, I have the F-Pro. I bought it in April got it in may yeah about 1300 total with everything
1: and you run the the Fanatec direct drive with E-Y. the podium hub
0: yeah the podium hub sucks you <laughs> so know it you, has a lot of play in it
1: you bolt this wheel to the podium hub but you still use the usb to connect your wheel to the computer so you still get your force feedback from the hub but you use this wheel obviously and you you connect it to the computer
0: Yeah, this wheel has a has Bluetooth, but I couldn't make the Bluetooth work. And it also has a cable for USB that you plug into USB, which is very unique because the cable that hooks to the the wheel is magnetic. It's like a magnetic connector and it's really, really strong. But like if the wheel spins or if the cable rips off, it rips off because it's magnetic. Pretty cool
2: uh the next thing we have up we can all take a look at it's a jordan taylor simcraft rig um i think tyler found this one and dropped it in the chat emsa champion jordan taylor shows off his simcraft motion rig on his twitter channel in fact
0: this is not the typical simcraft rig it's got a different look to it for sure i mean do you guys notice the differences i mean so when i say say the old one i mean the one that kyle bush has the one that denny hamlin has the, it's it's kind of a roll cage is what they have where the, the there's bars that go up and around their head and so forth and the whole thing moves this one uh there's no no roll bars but it does have that similar pivot in the middle uh where there's an upright coming up on either side and then there's a pivot point
2: it's got a really big footprint as well Right. The bars, the brace bars that come up the left and right side are pretty far out there.
1: Do you guys remember a few years back? Uh, I don't know if it was Ricky Taylor or Jordan Taylor, but they flipped their sim rig. Were they in something similar to this?
0: Yeah, I remember that. So if you stop the video at the seven second mark, you'll see the pivot point that I'm talking about there. Um, and that gives it the motion and so it's it's definitely a motion rig but it looks like it's their new version of their motion rig and so i kind of went looking for it on their website i didn't really see it so maybe you know jordan is testing their prototype and and this is our first look at it i don't know
2: yeah so how many actuators does it have because it looks like it has one in the middle of the back
0: which the old one had that as well, so that's that's still the same type of design. I just think they've gotten rid of the whole, you know, pipes over your head thing, you know, roll cage.
2: That's extra weight you don't necessarily need, and extra metal you don't need to spend.
0: Pretty cool, so more to come on that one as we get more info.
2: Brian, take us on a tour of a new warehouse. Yeah, this is a, a video posted
3: by the guys at Advanced Sim Racing, and they basically take you on a video tour through their warehouse and their new production facilities. So um, they're, they're actually expanding their uh, warehouse, and uh, they take you through the old section and then the new section, which is pretty big and uh, you know quite expansive. They said they got a lot more room for office spaces and all kinds of stuff like that. Um, so it was pretty cool to see the, the inside of some of these warehouses of uh, of these products we review and look at and people buy.
1: Yeah, the warehouse looked really big.
0: I think it gives uh, the buyer some confidence when you see where these businesses are and what they consist of. Like Simcoaches, when we got the tour of their facility uh, in Las Vegas and uh, all the different machine uh cnc machines they have and different things you really get a feeling of the the depth of their company and what they can provide and and this is another neat video because it's advanced sim racing which is also i would say one of the premier cockpits that you can buy today i mean if you had to buy a cockpit it's probably in the top three cockpits that you could buy uh would be this company uh out of canada and uh it's neat to see that you know they're doing so well that they they need to expand and boy what a big space like donnie said uh, there's a lot to to work with there that's the uh, rig that uh, greg bought the asr3
2: all right mike this next one we had this happen last week i think can you see this screenshot because it's not showing up for us
0: oh i can so this is i don't know why that happens but anyway It's from a private Facebook group. That might be why, uh, if you're not part of the group, maybe you can't see it. I don't know. But anyway, it is a sim racing group on Facebook, and the poster is Sammy Viljanin. And he said, as Finland and a big part of Europe is struggling in heat wave, I've made my own drinking system by taking an old drinking bladder and hang hang it with a strap behind the rig. It actually works really nice. Maybe I just need to adjust the length of the tube slightly, uh, no more racing with dry mouth. And he shows a picture of the uh, seat with his, uh, his belts, his harness, and he's got the drinking tube uh, kind of run along the harness there so he's got easy access to it without, uh, without much effort. Pretty cool idea.
2: My low tech option is I just keep my workout bottle with me and I bought the lid that actually has a straw connection instead of having to turn your head up so I can drink out of it without having to to tilt my head back with the VR on. And next, we have a short preview of the up and upcoming load soap pedals from Sim coaches. And I don't know if it's the lighting or if they're making it available in black anodized aluminum uh, because they look sharp in that dark color.
1: Yeah, I can't tell if it's the lighting as well, but now that you say that, they do look like they're black.
0: I love teasers. (laughs) It looks like a really nice set of pedals.
1: So I'm ready to pull the trigger. Um, I'm not too far from these guys. And I am, am I able to purchase in person? Do you think, and I can skip the shipping?
0: Oh yeah. Yeah. I'll I'll hook you up with Lawrence and you can, you can uh, message him and he'll hook He'll get you an appointment or something like that.
1: Okay, I wasn't sure if they were just a warehouse or if they have a lobby and all that stuff.
2: Not to discourage you to go from the load cells, but if you're going to go hydraulic, if you can.
0: And yeah. that extra money.
2: Go uh, to the dark side. The, yeah, I can't, can't see why not. The hydraulics are amazing. Uh, and I haven't had a chance to try the load cells yet to compare them. Um, I don't know if you'll want to send them send them to me to try out, but God, I love those hydraulics. Can y'all hear the storm behind me?
0: I can, that is something. So Donnie, if you're going there, maybe you'll have an opportunity to try both types. That would be something and then make a choice. I don't know, but yeah, Lawrence is a great guy. And, you know, Kyle bought these pedals, David bought them. You know, David's detailed all the great customer service he's had, you know, when when something's gone wrong. And uh, yeah, so cool. You
2: have a plan. I'm sorry, in fact, if you're local, they have a rig set up. You probably be, have the opportunity to go ahead and test them live there.
1: Yeah, I have a trip planned in uh, October. It's only a two-and-a-half-hour drive for me, but if I am going to pull the trigger sooner, then I'll, I'll, I'll make a weekend out of it and just go out there and check it out.
2: Well, what do you think of this SimMetal XGT wheel, Donnie? So SimMetal's new XGT wheel
1: has customized button and knob electrical components have excellent hand feel with nine buttons, three knobs that can be pressed as buttons, and one seven-way switch. It also boasts a magnetic shift paddle with mute design, and the clutch paddle clutch point is adjustable by the combination button for a total of 29 signal outputs.
2: Yeah, it's definitely got every feature you need.
0: I'm impressed. I mean, it's not your typical wheel it's got its own design it's really i guess you would say low profile the button box and the middle part of the wheel is really cut down as much as it can be there's not a lot of extra fluff and then the finish on it it's got you know this black and grayish kind of back and forth finish uh i really like it uh and then you know real bright yellow labeling for the the buttons um really make it pop i I think it's a great uh co- a great look to it
2: yeah it definitely has that kind of gt pattern almost like it looks like a gt and and an, and a uh, formula wheel got together and had a baby basically because it's got that cut bottom that uh a lot of gts now have so that it doesn't hit your knees but it's also chopped off at the top as well like most of the formula cars are uh, the button design is nice. It's you've got that dual clutch that you need if you're going to be doing any kind of launching. You you, you just don't want to not have that. So, uh, I, other than the price point, which I don't know yet, uh, looks like a nice wheel. Seven fifty euro. Well, that's that's not too bad. I still got a better deal on the on the F1 wheel, but yeah, that's that's more reasonable.
1: So I'm looking at the back in the picture they have on their site. I'm trying to figure out the mounting. So they show a circular disc that has the six-pattern, the six-bolt pattern, and then nothing on the wheel itself or the rim itself. It's not going to be magnetic connection. That, that wouldn't make any sense unless it's a super-strong
0: magnet. Yeah, that's a good point. How does this thing mount? I don't know how you'd put a Podium Hub mount on that.
1: Well, it looks like you'd mount this ring to the Podium Hub, but then how do you get the ring to Oh, I see. It's on the top, the top of the ring is how you'd mount it. So you'd attach this ring to the podium hub or whatever hub you have. And then at the top edge of the the disc is, it looks like a screw hole and there's probably going to be a few of them all the way around. I don't know. Would you get play out of that? That does. I don't know if that's going to be secure enough, but who knows?
0: We have not seen a review on this and this is a new company. As far as I'm concerned, I haven't heard of them. And so SIM metal, but only one M. I mean, that's how it sounds, I guess. But there's only one M. Uh, but yeah. You'll be curious to see how Rarely that mounts up. I
1: don't know. They got the Euro price. Um, I wonder if mounting it this way is getting it a, giving it a lower profile. But I, I'm curious. I want to see it. I want to see it mounted.
0: So back to my wheel from cube controls it came with a little uh, round metal piece on the back that offset just a, a little you know a half inch or an inch enough that you could get a screw in there to screw down into the podium hub um and so they they came they had a solution with that wheel but like you point out donnie it doesn't look like i'm not sure if there's a solution on this wheel it does look nice
1: I'm sure there's a way and I think this is a render anyway. I don't think it's the real product we're looking at. Maybe it is, but um yeah, no, I'm sure uh SRG will get their hands on it potentially.
2: Well, this one this next item is really interesting, Brian. It looks like uh Fanatec has gotten sued successfully.
3: Yeah, this is an article we we found about a sim racer. Um I'm going to say it was I don't know if it's rsr slash simracing or if that's the site that it was on. Um, but um, basically, he had a Fanatec DD1 um, a wheelbase, and the thing got bricked on that last update. So um, they sent him a new one and um, to, to replace the one that got bricked. And the new one turned out to be a lemon, so he needed a replacement for the replacement. And Fanatec said, uh, since he didn't purchase that second one, then they don't have to replace it. He's got to pay for any repairs or or replacement. And he was not happy with that, so um, he basically sent them a letter uh, saying, you know, that uh, that uh, you know, you need to replace this. They told they listed a bunch of reasons why they didn't have to. So he didn't. So he took him to People's Court, a uh, small claims court technically, and uh, it was in California that it was uh, that this he filed his lawsuit, and um, before the before the date came up for his hearing, uh, they actually settled out of out of court and uh, basically paid him for the price of a brand new DD one. So the the uh, you know. And then he he um, obviously he had a problem with the fanatech company, but he kind of set this as a uh, sent this letter as a just a, a note to everyone about any company that's not doing right by you. You don't have to be intimidated or bullied by a big company who who doesn't want to hold up their end of any bargain, no matter what it is. And uh, just just to show you that there's ways to uh, to fight back, basically.
0: Famous customer service, huh?
2: Yeah, I. I almost hate myself for owning so much Fanatec gear. Cause, but I'm just kind of, you know, pot committed, so to speak, unless I just want to throw it all away. But their their customer service is, is piss poor, basically. There's no other way to put it.
0: Yeah, I mean, if I was starting over, I'd buy something different. I'd buy uh, Magic or, you know, one of the other ones. But, I you, you know, I'm also looking forward to seeing the new quick release. And, you know, if those are what they say they are and they don't have play, I might end up buying two of those, you know, and wasting more money, be, you know, just because I'm so sick of the play in the podium hub. But, uh, you know, it, it takes a lot to scrap the thousand dollar DD one DD1 and start over from scratch. You know,
1: have you thought about buying an aftermarket, um, quick release, mounting that to the podium and then mounting your wheel to that quick, quick ah. Quick release.
0: Yeah. It sticks it, out far enough. Yeah. I don't want it to stick out farther.
2: Doesn't that does that does the hub still do its job if you do it throwing any other aftermarket connections?
1: Well he's got the sim control uh wheel, so um as long as it's nothing interfering with the hub itself to the wheel, you should be fine because the hub is what communicates to the wheel, giving it its feedback and whatnot.
0: You know, I didn't design the distances between the wheel and the chair and the pedals to accommodate for such a thing, Donnie, to be honest. Um, two or three, uh, like even if it was one or two inches, that would make a difference. Um, if it stuck the wheel out that much farther.
1: Okay. I might just pick one up just to check it out an aftermarket one somewhere. Cause I, I run the hub obviously, but I run a an aftermarket wheel that I bolt to the hub. Um, and then the Fanatec peripherals bolt to my wheel. Um, so,
0: well, all the David, all the wheel manufacturers are using the same one. What was the brand? NRG, maybe?
1: So, after Kyle told me about Sim Experiences, AccuForce, I started looking them up for the wheelbase and I watched the SRG review of them. And the freaking quick quick release bear used was like almost six inches thick. So, and then the hub itself on the AcuForce is pretty um, deep as well. So, all that's got to play into it.
0: Right. I don't want a big old shaft. I mean, that's the whole thing. Yeah.
1: Question about that. So, I noticed when um, some of the pros they mount their wheels so far, un- like towards their feet, and they run a longer shaft. What the heck is that?
0: I don't know what the what good it does to have that long shaft. There's that one. Uh, chassis company in north carolina they they're known for doing that to have a long to put the base hard down by the feet and run a, a long steering shaft but i don't know what the advantage is okay we're going to jump on to results if i can find them <laughs> here they are let's finish up atlanta friday open i ran a p8 i ran top 10 top 5 all night actually got shuffled a few times i ended up doing a green flag stop near the end Uh, i was p5 when i started the green flag stop and that was 10th after the cycles i actually don't know what went wrong I, i probably should have saved the replay and tried to figure it out but i didn't have a bad stop or anything um i did stop one late one lap later than the the people i was running with i can't imagine you know i gave up five spots over that but maybe that's what 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 it was but but uh yeah p8 is what i ended up with donny p19
1: for friday open i started uh p3 i finished p19 uh ran up front in the beginning, at one point, uh, Kyle, Tom, and myself were running one, two, and three. Uh, during our first long run, uh, my car became loose. I dropped to the end of our, our lead pack just to stay out of trouble. And uh, at one point, I was just uh, driving down the back stretch and a lapper decided to bump draft me. Wasn't expecting it at all. I didn't feel it. It just sent my car to the right, broke my right front suspension. Uh, while waiting for repairs, the same lapper took out Tom. But I don't see that Kyle uh, updated his his script up there. But he, I think, finished in top five. I think third, possibly.
0: know. Right, uh, good for Kyle.
1: Yeah, he uh, he was up front most of the race, and um, I lo- he got in front of me, and I just stayed behind him. I'm um, much more comfortable pusher, I guess. But we weren't pushing each other in this race. I don't feel too comfortable quite yet with this new Cup car pushing. Um, but it looks like Sunday morning, Tom ran. And after a bad race on Friday, this is what he states, after a bad race on Friday, night that saw me get crashed out by a lapped down car racing too hard with the lead car, I was looking forward to Sunday with a pretty good hot rod under us. I qualified six, ran in the top three most of not all the race, led fifty-one laps, got the lead on the second to last restart, had to fight off a green white checker to capture uh, my second NIS win of the season and my twentieth overall NIS win. He said he was very proud.
0: Well done. Nice win. So I got a win at Atlanta. Tom got a win. That's two of us. It was a good week for our team. Uh, Well done.
1: It looked like for the most part, everybody had speed. I mean, obviously we were just caught up in the usual plate stuff. So if you were able to survive it, you finished well. If not, you know, you finished in the back. How'd you do Sunday fixed?
0: Sunday fixed. Oh man. going for the NIS glory. P2. Man, that was a tough P2. I had a good race. Uh, Steven, Lou Allen, my teammate, and I in control much of it. We were running one and two on the outside mostly. At one point, though, I pushed him in the tri What a mistake. And he just turned right off my nose. I mean, uh, I can't believe I did that. I felt so bad uh, because we were in a position to win for sure. We were the best out there. Um, I went on without him of course and quickly got the lead the final lap uh, they ganged up on me uh, second went to the apron really low and edged me out um, so he won it by going to the apron I was, I, I had the lead coming out of four I went straight as you normally would you know, t- you know on the groove um, and he you know I went maybe to the wall a little bit to try to make sure he wasn't drafting me but i didn't look down low but he went down there and he got me a couple inches and and won the race
1: all right so it looks like steven finished p6 and he says mike wrecked me both five to go came from 20th to six it so looks like he had a good um recovery
0: there a good recovery yes thank uh, i'm happy that he had a good recovery because i again i felt so bad and And uh, that final restart, I mean, he was way back there. I'm like, God, there's no way he's going to get up here. And I was leading. Um, So I had ridden him off. But, you know, I I think I saw him in the mirror as I was coming to the checker. I mean, he really did drive it up through there with damage, too. But he was probably he was the best car and he should have won that race.
1: All right. And Tyler had a P15 solid race, played it safe by staying in the back, saved enough gas to make it a one stop. But on a f- but a few cautions at the end changed things up. had a lot of fun watching Mike and Steven in the front was reporting from the back to help them keep digging. Overall, just glad to be back in the sim after an eventful time away. All right, so how was, how was Wednesday open at New Hampshire?
0: Ooh. Ouch P24 it was I was hot garbage out there. That's what I called it. I was quick on those short runs, but I was junk on long runs. I got as high as 11th, but then fell like a rock through those long runs.
1: All right. Don't see any other results. Tyler, p 26 P26, self-spun two times, got caught on pit road twice as I was trying to repair. Then a black flag for passing a car that did not go on the outside line. I started on the inside. Not a good race at all. Too many mistakes on my part and not enough talent. Give thanks to Mike for helping me improve rolling through the center and work on balancing my craft.
0: Yeah, we were same split and I was just giving him some tips of what I was doing. Hey, you know, hold the brake and the gas, you know, through the center. You know, keep the revs up. Don't get completely off the gas. It upsets the car. You know, those kind of things. Put Put the little graphic that shows the... Throttle and the brake, you know, right in the middle of your screen so you can see what you're doing visually with the green and the red bar. And so that's what we were talking about. And he picked up some time, uh, but like he said, he had some trouble out there. He had a few self spins.
1: how Thursday open go?
0: Okay. <laughs> Much different. Now I changed sets. Okay. So last night I ran, you know, set A Today I ran set B, totally different sets. Uh, you know, we're in a team and we have different options. Different people have different things and we try different things. So I tried something different because last night was such a crap, crappy race. So I actually qualified fifth. Uh, the first 30 lap run, I got to third, but then faded to sixth. Uh, during pit stops, I got turned completely around trying to get into my box. like check this out I'm getting on the pit road the guy in front of me is going slow at the beginning of pit road like three four mile an hour slow so I'm going around his ass I'm not going to wait behind a slow car so I go to the right we keep going down pit road I don't realize where he's pitting and then my pit box is coming so I start edging to the left I'm ahead of him and I thought I was ahead of him enough but apparently not and I turned myself off his nose and David you told me uh that's my fault
2: yeah yeah he could have cut you a break but you're really not supposed to pass anybody on pit lane period even if they're going slow
0: yeah and uh so anyway i was in the back for the next restart um up through the middle part of the race i got up around 10th uh and then i lost it once but was able to regain my track position again uh I, there was another wreck where i got clipped um i but stayed out regardless of the damage uh, and i with 39 to go i was about running 10 and then we had a bunch of cautions i think there were 17 cautions running uh, with three to go on the final restart about fifth, i was running fifth on the final restart some guy in front of me ran over some other guy and took out a half dozen cars including me Uh, DNF could not finish the race on the final green white checker or this first white checker and so that was really frustrating because I was running basically top five. Alright let's jump to official. I ran the F2000 car at Sebring spun out on uh, turn four didn't hear anything but then somebody ran over me DNF so I could spun it I was waiting you know, to, for the traffic to go by before spinning it around again, and they just run over me. And So what can you do? The next race started P6, ended up spinning off again on my own DNF. Next race started P3, ended up P4 after spinning on my own, a car came by and took off my left front. I did a tow, I did a quick fix, went back out and was somehow P6, got to P4 my first finish of the week but it was 9x out of 11 so it took me three starts just to get a finish The, the next race started p5 got p4 i actually had a spirited battle trying to get to p3 i got him on the last lap as i passed it appears we were we hit so as i approached the checker i actually slowed down and gave him back the spot um, I actually, after the race, checked the replay to see what I did wrong. It, I didn't. It was actually net code. But it was the first time in a long time where I gave somebody back the spot. I, I felt like maybe I had done the guy bad, and you know I didn't. You know we raced really hard for several laps for that spot, and and it was clean. And so when I hit him, man, I was like, I'm going to give him back, give it back as we come to the checker, and I just pulled over and let him take it
1: all right so i ran b open in new hampshire this week uh, my first race i started p9 finished p10 for me it was a good run we had one caution around lap 20 which allowed us to race the the rest of the race the remainder of the 60 lapses incident free it was top split i did get some eye rating out of it and the winner was um had an eye rating of six six k plus uh the next night Uh, so that's typical, the typical race I get at at my time slot is usually one or two splits. Usually I'm top split. Usually it's good. Usually we have one, one caution. We're good to go. Last night started P eight, finished P nine. I said, this race was unusually terrible for my time slot. 80 laps were scheduled. We ran 90 and 48 were under caution. I had P six on the radar, went under caution. The driver behind me made an abrupt left turn clipping my right rear, sending me to the fence. Uh, I was able to survive the last green, white checkered. But I never, I didn't see a lot of wrecks. So I was running top five, or not top five, five to 10th, but everything was happening behind us. So we could, we'll take the green. And before we're hitting our breaking zone into one, the yellow's out. Um, So that usually doesn't happen. So I don't know what went on. We only had one split last night, but we'll see how it goes.
0: Yeah, a couple good top tens. All right, let's talk fast track league. Uh, David, you missed it. Um, Greg got a P3 joe owen got p15 and i got p12 i ran as high as p2 in the early parts of the race but as the race wore on i got tighter and tighter i actually hit the wall a few times near the end and lost all my track position um i don't know what it was i mean i ran really good throughout the week but when i got to the league race i mean i was good the first half but when we got to the second half i was junk i don't know what was it the rubber was it The temperature of the track that the league has, it's different NIS. I can't figure out why is this different than NIS.
1: Maybe weather, track conditions, time of day, maybe.
0: Yeah, maybe all those, yeah. But yeah, I was out to lunch by the end of the race. And that's it. So let's go into final thoughts. Brian McCubbin.
3: Uh, so, uh, back home finally got everything is under control again. Um, and things are getting back to normal. So, um, I plan on, uh, spending this weekend, getting all my updates done that I'm behind in on iRacing. So I get that thing back up to, uh, up to date and, uh, I'm going to start, uh, start getting back into some racing. Can't wait.
0: All right. Welcome back then to the track. Donnie Spiker, final thoughts
1: yeah so this is the first week i've actually paid attention to telemetry um and the driver i'm comparing myself to with the telemetry is one of the the top oval guys and watching him enter the corner so for the b car specifically and i, I was watching most of uh, the cup as well but the way he enters the corner um i'm breaking before him and he's full throttle before me just trying to enter his line for new hampshire we'll say he uh he almost turns the car sideways. He, he turns 10 degrees to the left and then brakes. So he's entering the corner almost, almost sideways a little bit, and he, just, he, he runs his line, and he's a good 7 tenths faster than I am. So I can't hit that line. If I do, I spin the back out. Um, so we're going to practice more of that tonight, and I'm going to practice the, the cup car and with the couple sets we have and see if I can't, can't get that going.
0: All right, very good. David Hall. Beach bum, final thought.
2: Enjoying the time out here, even though I do have the whole summer off. It was nice to get down here and, and visit with family and just and just check. You know, it's just a relaxing place. It's a good place to come spend the time. Do miss the racing though. You know, um, I'm definitely completely out of the playoff contention now in fast track. Which uh, is one of the reasons I just don't like running leagues. Is life constantly gets in the way of having to run the same night every week. Uh, that's that's always been the biggest downer. Uh, travel and you, or travel or play a music gig or you know have to work and, and you're done. That's why I always like the pickup nature of official racing better. Uh, while though I was here though I heard everybody talking about Prime Day and I've been you know teetering on the edge of of not wanting to spend that much money on the video card, but boy they put out just too good of a deal to pass up and I I, I snagged a thirty ninety for 1,500 instead of 2,000. So I'll be getting that next week and, and we'll have the full on, the, the upgrade will be complete. So I'm looking forward to trying that out when I get back home.
0: 3090 Ti? Yes. Wow.
2: With, with 24 Meg men.
0: You're not playing, huh?
1: What else do you run on your system besides iRacing?
2: Um, I play Civilization Six a lot. And I run Pro Tools and Soundforge, not Soundforge, uh Audacity to edit the show. That's about it.
0: Oh, you're gonna be set with that card for VR for sure.
1: that's right, sure you got the VR.
0: Looks like Tony has stepped away and so has Greg. And so I'll give my final thoughts. Uh wow, the F two thousand is fun. Um when I got onto the road courses after Phoenix, uh, yeah, I'm not quite as good. I'm not winning. I was like, I think I had three wins out of five starts or something at Phoenix. So man, I I was getting it done on the ovals, but now, you know, I was not even finishing these road races. I mean, it was, it took me three or four attempts and I finally got a finish and then I finally got a top five and, and so I'll probably keep going at it tonight and see if I can get some better finishes. Um, but it, it gets better throughout the week. You know, as I drive, I get faster. I cut seconds off my time eventually by, you know, by the end of the week. So um, liking it so far. I'm skipping the Skippy this week because it's a track I don't own. And so I'm not trying to buy a lot of tracks. Uh, but I'm just going to keep out of the Skippy for the week and uh, do the F2000 and that's the plan uh i'm looking forward to new hampshire tomorrow night after running so well uh today if i can get some good luck and not get caught up in the wrecks i actually have a top five maybe even a winning car so um going from one set to another was night and day difference i was so discouraged on the one set and then i tried a different one and man it's like wow it makes a huge difference so um, if you're discouraged just keep trying hey with that we'll see you on the track later thank you for listening to the Racers Lounge podcast make sure you go to subscribe to us on iTunes, SoundCloud or Google Play Facebook and Twitter see you on the track